For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. We are back for another episode of The Point of Discussion, exclusively on the Brawl Network. Monday, August the 31st, 2020, the final day of the month of August, of course. And which means we are one week or one day closer, rather, to the start of the NFL season, which I for sure know that we are all very much looking forward to. Um, Of course, week one, the Bears beating the Lions by a landslide, which, of course, is something that Wyatt and I are definitely very, very excited for. You're starting off the show rocky already, already. Just calm down, just breathe, and continue to present the show. Unlike a like, not in your Bears Homer uh, attacks. <laughs> uh, Julius is already uh, reaching for that, you know, the brown paper bag because he's he's panicking about what's it's usually not that quick. Is, I usually Khalil, he's panicking about he's panicking about what Khalil Mack's going to do to his uh, his offense on on week one. But anyway, as you already heard, I am here with my co-host uh, Julius. You can find him on Twitter at the at the fifth top, and of course, I'm here with my good my good man Wyatt at the Cornelius Seven on Twitter. Uh, we already know that Julius is heated, so I'll start with you, Wyatt. How are you doing today on this fine Monday night? <laughs> good man. Monday was rough. A uh, long day at the the office, the uh, virtual office, but uh, we got a lot of hot topics to talk about tonight. Indeed, we do. There is a lot has happened in the last seven days, and I'm very uh. Very excited for this uh, this particular episode here because I think it might get a little it might get a little intense as we move forward here just because it's been a very divisive week uh, here in America. Julius, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, let's talk about the world that's on fire. <laughs> you're still you're so a little taken aback by the fact that I, I came at you with that Bears uh, lion swing. <laughs> you know what? It's it's not. It's almost feel like. The season not starting in 13 days, 12 days, 13 days, whatever it is. It don't, it don't feel like it. It does not feel like it. I feel like we're just trapped in um, a cultural civil war and a pandemic, and it's still 2020, and we got great icons dying left and right. And the NFL season, what is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. Is it coming? Hopefully. Yeah, the, you know, Black, Black Panther – uh, actor, you know, he he passed away on Saturday, I believe it was. Ed Bosman, um, yep. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was devastating. I was very, uh, very taken aback by that. So, of course, rest in peace to him. He was a fantastic actor, uh, succumbed okay. to cancer, I believe it was at the age of forty-three. So, you know, our thoughts, our thoughts and prayers are, you know, go out to the family. Um, so. We'll go ahead and get started here with some political talking points, of course, exclusively here on the point of discussion for your listening convenience. Of course, remember that you can follow the page at Discussion Brawl, where you can leave us comments about set topics that we will be discussing later on. And, of course, 
Uh, remember, in the second half of the show, we have our sports section, which we will get to after our uh, intermittent uh, news uh, catch-up of the week. So let's go ahead and get started here. Of course, the big story continuing to be uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and what happened uh, last you know a couple uh, last week, almost two weeks now, with the uh, the shooting uh, that happened down there, police-involved shooting, right? And then, of course, the resulting uh, protests, riots. Uh, Heard today on the local news here in Wisconsin that approximately 30 businesses in downtown Kenosha were ultimately destroyed uh, by looters. And of course, now President Trump tomorrow is scheduled to be in Kenosha. He will be flying in and he is already being met with resistance here in the state of Wisconsin by, of course, Governor, uh, Democratic Governor Tony Evers, who penned the letter to Trump stating that he feels that it's not a good idea for him to come. The, uh, the mayor of the city of Kenosha also uh, saying that it's probably for the best for him to not make an appearance. But, of course, there is a divide between the public, uh, many people here in Wisconsin and southeastern Wisconsin, to be, to be particular, uh, do want the, they do want President Trump to visit because they feel that there is a lack of leadership um, here in the Badger State. So let's go ahead and, and kind of touch base on what other things have happened as a result of that. Um, a man by the name of Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, and not even, he's a teenager. I think he was only 17 uh, from Illinois. He uh, ultimately went up into Kenosha from Antioch, Illinois, which is right across the border. And he uh, shot and killed, uh, I believe it was two people in the streets of Kenosha. So Wyatt, <clears throat> what, I guess, you know, there, there's been there's been a giant political divide on Twitter, of course, right, as usually happens when stuff like this, you know, goes down. You have people on the left saying that he basically murdered these people that in cold blood and that there's no excuse for it and that he should be prosecuted uh, to the fullest extent of the law, while others on the right are saying that he was defending himself Based on what we've seen thus far, what you've seen, um, what are what are your thoughts on this? You know, should he be prosecuted uh, in the same manner that you know any any other criminal would would be? One of the things that um, first one one thing I have to kind of remind myself is when you get on social media and you see this stuff, you kind of just have to look at you have to kind of take your emotions out of it and be like, okay, we don't know all the facts yet. And for this one with Kyle Rittenhouse um, and then the shooting in Kenosha, it looked bad. And like right, right away, it looked bad to me. And instead of knowing all the facts, you know, I let my emotions play into it. Um, I had a, a neat argument with actually one of our mutual friends about this. And then when I found out all the facts about the Rittenhouse, um, I, you know, changed my tune on it because um, it didn't look good initially. So, um, there's a civil rights activist. He posts videos all the time. He's a lawyer. His name's Colian or Colian Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. And he gave all the facts about this. Um, talked about the legalities of him going. I guess Kyle Rittenhouse lives like 25 minutes from Kenosha. Um, he talked about you know the video. He broke it down. Um, the law he broke was you know bringing his gun to Kenosha because he's underage. There's only a couple circumstances where that can apply where it's, where it's legal. Um, and so he broke the videos down. He showed how, you know, he was self-defense of, you know, 
these people were attacking him. There was a guy that had a gun that pointed at him, the one who he shot in the arm. Um, so I looked at all the facts and him breaking it down. Um, and all the people he shot, and unfortunately, the people that died, um, they all traveled to Kenosha. They weren't there. They didn't live in Kenosha. Um, and even Kyle was the ones he killed. He was actually, uh, he lived closer to Kenosha than these other gentlemen. Um, so the facts were um, looking at that, that in my opinion, looking at the facts is he operated in self-defense. He wasn't charging at anyone. He tried to back away. Um, he fell down. He shot these people, unfortunately. I wish all of it would have been prevented. I, you know, if these gentlemen and Kyle didn't even show up or didn't even travel to Kenosha, it could have been prevented, but unfortunately it didn't. Um, and I think, you know, going forward, it it did break. Uh, did, there was a lot of social media outrage with this, but um, looking at all the facts, um, honestly, he was acting in self-defense. It could have all been prevented again by none of these people <laughs> attending Kenosha. And I don't know if they, some of them were doing peaceful protesting or not. Um, but unfortunately people died and that's a sad situation with this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I know before I, before I give my thoughts, I want to give Julius a chance here to, to kind of speak on this because um, I know you, you know, I think out of the three of us in this on this show, I think Julius is the most outspoken one when it comes to any any political or like news related uh, content on Twitter. Julius is like Julius is like that. He's he's there. His his opinion pops up on my on my on my feed. I'm fully, I'm fully engulfed in this in this political culture war we live in. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? Go ahead and give your side. What's your take? Well. <laughs> First of all, I want to say that's probably that's probably because um, you know I, I do care about the world that we live in, the country we live in, and the future of our country. I have kids, you know. I I don't want to. I, I care about America, so it, it interests me. America's interest interests me. But anyways, Kyle Rittenhouse, he should have never been there. You're right about that, White. He should have never been there. That's a failure on him as a young man and on his parents as parents to, you know, know that your child, your minor, has a assault rifle getting ready to cross state lines, go into the thick of, um, you know, protest hell in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You failed as a parent and that kid failed as a, as a young man, you know. He's 17. His brain is developed enough to know that might might not have been a good idea. When I was 17, I would have told myself, hey, that's not a good idea. And I wouldn't have did it. But anyways, it was self-defense. It was self-defense. From all the video, the evidence is clear that, you know, and it, this this is a microcosm, man. This is a microcosm of America right now. This, if, if any time the left and the right come together and it's kind of heated, close range, you know, walking the same streets together during a protest, during, uh, you know, high, te- <clears throat> high tempers and emotions, this has a high chance of happening. And, you know, I wish it didn't happen either. Um, but um, it's a good it's a good thing he killed them or he would be dead. Is that a correct statement to make? 
I feel like they would have killed him if he did not pull the trigger on them. So I would be surprised if this. Kid, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Sorry, I, I just. I, I just I wanted to. Tra- I'm not saying unequivocally. <laughs> I'm not saying unequivocally, but I'm saying there is a high possibility. I'm saying I'm got, I give a 75% chance that if he didn't kill them, they would have killed him. And I don't see him getting convicted for murder at all, first, second, third degree. They're trying to charge him with, like, second-degree murder, premeditated. No, no. He did not come there to kill people. He came there to protect businesses and um, – Whatever else, he sh- he shouldn't have been there. He was in a wrong. Throw him in juvenile for a few weeks. Give him counseling. He gonna need it. Um, his parents they need to be investigated. Um, and you know, I don't think he's he's a he's a criminal in this instance. He did a stupid thing, but I would not call him a criminal. I call those other criminals who are actual convicted criminals too funny. Two or three of them was convicted felons. I mean, um, I can see why a lot of people taking his side, but you know, you hate to see that happen. You don't want nobody to die, just like what happened in Portland the other night. You know, you don't want you don't want death. You don't want a war between your citizens, and that's what we're in right now. We're in a cultural civil war, and man, it's heated. It's heated, bro. It really is heated right now. I didn't think it'd ever be this heated. I really didn't. Like six months ago, uh, 12 months ago, I remember we used to talk politics. Ah, they hate Trump. They say this. It's crazy now. It's crazy. You know, (laughs) I'm actually, I'm kind of glad you brought up what's going on in Portland because that murder, when someone gets killed, right, in any event, whether it's a protest, whether it's, you know, someone breaks into your house and murders you, um, it's unfortunate, right? It should never happen. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, right, there was a, I think someone was killed in Portland this weekend because he was a Trump supporter. Okay. He was wearing a hat. <clears throat> yeah. You can't you can't kill people because of who they happen to support, right? When it comes to your political affiliation. Regardless of which side you're on, you know. You like if you if someone murders a Bernie Sanders supporter, right? That is absolutely horrendous. It's wrong. Okay. Likewise, in the same boat, you kill a Trump supporter because they support the president and his reelection. That's wrong. And I think it's, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that anyone is excuse. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, well, he deserved to die because he was a Trump supporter. He's a racist. Okay. But you like you can't you can't have it both ways you know you can't call for peace and love and all those other things and then go out and support a murder in the middle of the streets i mean regardless of who does it whether it's a regular civilian that kills another civilian 
um, you know, whether it's a it's a police officer who kills an unarmed black man, you know, I mean, that's just wrong. Murder is wrong. Yes, and you know, this is this is where, unfortunately, right? This is where we're at in in our society today. You know, we it's just so it's so heated. You know, the political scene in this country is just horrifying. It is scary. And again, you know, I'm not I'm not saying like when it comes to protesting, right? If you're a peaceful protester, we do your thing. You know, protest. That's your right. But once you start, you know, once you start diving into these other things like the looting and the rioting that ultimately lead to these kinds of things happening, you know, these shootings in, in defense of protecting, you know, property or you know, protecting your well-being, that's, that's just, that's a line that just should not, should not be crossed. And, you know, I guess. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened. You know, we go back to 1968. I mean, that whole summer it was happening, too. But you would think, right, you would think that as a society we would learn from those mistakes, and we just don't. And that's the problem, right, is that these things continue to happen, but they're happening because no one is learning from anything that's happening. Instead, we just resort to violence and start killing each other. That's where we're at in America. And it sucks. It really honestly does. This country, this country, you know, is was the beacon of hope. And now, for 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 a lot of people, whether you are on the right or you know on the left, you can't even exercise a guaranteed right in the in the Constitution without risking getting shot at in the middle of a street. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> what is this? You know, and and again, I'm you know, and I'm going to say this right now. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with this, but when there's a lack of leadership, whether it's at the state level, in this case, in Being this up. case, yeah, in this case, it's our governor. Okay, <laughs> so Governor uh, Tony Evers here of Wisconsin, right? When this shooting first happened back on, you know, that Sunday afternoon, right? Instead of, instead of painting a picture of, you know, let's, let's keep the calm, right? Let's, let's just wait, you know, let's, let's see what, you know, let's see what the facts are. Let's keep our composure. 
right? Instead of saying those words, he right away took to Twitter and wrote a long thread attacking, you know, law enforcement and ultimately starting a divide in the state, okay? The, that response was the, completely the wrong response. Because now what you did was, instead of waiting for stuff, you know, the, the details to come out, right, you just marginalized an entire, like a big portion of society and pit them against a small portion of society, which is basically, you know, which in this instance is law enforcement. It, <laughs> I don't Bro. know, you know, it, it, it sucks. And that's, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened here in Wisconsin was that there was no leadership in the state, you know, it immediately just went to blaming. And now we're at, we're now we're here where we're at. And, you know, now we have to, like I said earlier, you know, we have the president coming tomorrow and who knows what's going to happen in Kenosha tomorrow. You know, we're going to, I'm going to be watching this carefully. Who knows? Hell, there might be more riots and protesting, you know, once he shows up and I'm sure as hell there's going to be, I mean, I would not be surprised. Honestly, if he was met with a large group of protesters. Bro, can I just say something real quick? Real candid, real candid. This whole atmosphere and situation, I swear, I never felt this more strongly, is the Democrats' fault, the left. It is their fault. They caused this. They really did. You could say Trump caused it, and you don't have a slight point because he's just divisive in nature. But the the atmosphere that we're in right now was created by the left. And most Americans want law and order. They don't want this. You know, even Democrats, a lot of moderates, everybody. You no, know, people got families to raise. You know, they want a, a good they you can't have mayhem and anarchy. You can't have it. You can't have violence. You can't have people killing people in the streets. You can't have this. And you're, and these leaders of these Democratic uh, states and these Democratic cities, mm-hmm. these local and state leaders have failed miserably when it comes to the, the civil unrest in this country. When you look at Portland, the, that mayor has totally gave his city away to Marxist anarchists. Totally gave, gave it away. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And then he blamed the president. Oh, it's just amazing. Who offers help to go in. He can he offers help to 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 for peace and unity. You know, I'll bring the people in, we'll clear it out, we can move on from this, and they nobody accepts it. Why is that, Why? Why is that? Democrats, bro, they're trying to win the election. I, I started off as a Democrat in life. I slowly in my in my late twenties became more of a moderate independent, bro. I don't ever see how I can go any more. How I can ever go back left? I just don't see it because my views and my principles don't align with them. Do you have any uh, Do you have any other thoughts, Wyatt, that you want to share before we? I guess we move on to another topic. I know you wanted to discuss, uh, which is the RNC. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. That goes into what we're all talking about, right? It does. And you know what? With that, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and, and lead us right into the uh, 
the RNC and kind of what that was all about here last week. I think Julius pointed this out on our um, our group message, but it's like when the sports was boycotted because of the Kenosha shooting, um, <laughs> there was nothing on to watch but the RNC. So I turned it on when uh, Trump spoke and I didn't watch, I watched about like, I'd say like two thirds of it, um, which I, it seemed like it kind of backfired because like a lot of people were watching that. Like some of my other friends were like, oh, I'm watching this because there's no basketball on, there's no baseball on. There was no, I mean, there was baseball, but like most of them. But, you know, it, it was the same rhetoric by Trump, just like when he was trying to get elected in 2016 that I saw. Um, I, I was curious to see if he was going to say anything about the uh, the Kenosha shooting, but he didn't. Um, you had uh, Giuliani earlier in the RNC condemn, you know, he said all lives matter, black lives matter. They condemn the shootings and all this stuff. And But Trump didn't talk about that because he's still going with the same rhetoric. I thought his message, you know, it's going to resonate the same thing with his supporters. Um, and you can see that uh, on Twitter today, somebody put some facts that a lot of African-Americans have are supporting Trump now. And, and you can see the shift in the polls because of the RNC. And a lot of people were saying that the RNC, um, they had an agenda. They tell you, this is what we want for America. With the Democratic one, you didn't see that. They didn't really have an agenda. They just were like, Trump is bad, this, 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 this. You know, we're, you know, we're in a, uh, if you need to vote for us for change, but there was no agenda. What are they going to do for change? They're just saying that Biden and Harris for change, but what are they going to do? So you can see the shift because the RNC really did a good job um, and then Trump did a good job. He spoke over his time, but he did, really did a good job. And it, again, it backfired. Hardly any sports on, people are going to tune in. I, did, I honestly wasn't going to tune in to the RNC, and then no sports, going to watch that. You know, I didn't watch the RNC. I didn't watch the DNC either, just so that we're clear. <laughs> All right, I, I don't want to <laughs> make it seem like I was, you know, oh, I, I definitely want no. I didn't watch either of them. I just watched, you know, the, some highlights that came up on Twitter. This is what I'll say. <clears throat> the R, like, if, if the RNC, the, the Republican National Committee, or no, the uh, convention, I'm sorry. So they obviously did not go all virtual like the DNC did, right? The convention. So I thought that in itself, you know, having the people there in the audience, even if it was just a small amount, I mean, I thought that was pretty, you know, that was good. It sounds out a good message, right, that, you know, we're obviously, you know, COVID's happening, you know, all this and that, but we can still find a way to make this work so that our supporters are here and, you know, in our presence, supporting us, you know, express voicing their opinion or whatever, voicing support for the Republicans, Um sending a message that, you know, if we can do, you know, if we can, if we can be safe here at this meeting, at this gathering, you all can too, if you do it the right way. And I thought that was good. Um, so like, you know, there was that subtle message of, you know, I guess taking a jab at the Democrats, right. Who had their convention completely 100% virtual. The, 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 the now two visits, of you know made my Trump to Wisconsin, including the one you know he will hope you know he will be presumably having tomorrow, 
is definitely, I think, going to help Trump, at least in some way. And I know I mentioned this in one of our previous recordings, but I'll just reiterate it again, right? Biden hasn't traveled, hasn't traveled much, you know, in his campaign thus far. President Trump is traveling. Vice President Pence is traveling. You know, regardless of what's going on with COVID, they're still making appearances in a lot of these states that are very crucial for the presidential election. And that's also sending a message, right? Trump is basically out there saying, you know what, regardless of what's going on, uh, I'm still the commander in chief. I want to be the commander in chief for another four years. Here I am in front of you, you know, going to make a speech regardless of what you know, whatever it is that he says. Um, so that's just another positive message that's coming from the, you know, from the Republicans. And it's helping Trump, I think, in the long run of things, right? Um, but overall, you know, RNC, DNC, you know, I, it's, if it would have been, uh, you know, pre-COVID and it would have been, you know, how they usually have it, like in the large stage. And um, I, I probably would have watched uh, just because I know I watched the RNC and the DNC in 2016. Um, but now the only thing I'm looking forward to now is obviously the election. Uh, I mean, the debates that will be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Julius? Um, I watched both. Well, let me take that back. I dibby dabble watched the DNC. Mm-hmm. I watched the entire RNC. And the clear difference, I think Wyatt said this, was the Republicans and Trump were telling you what he's going to do. Yep. The Democrats are not telling people what their plans are. They're not telling people that Biden's not telling people he wants to raise their taxes. Biden's not people that they're going to legalize late-term abortions. Biden's not telling people that, that we're going to lose a ton of jobs overseas due to his globalization policies. Biden's not telling, um, you know, just a plethora, you know, at least the Republicans, like at least Trump has an agenda that he's given to Americans. And he's also catering to America's fears of the civil unrest and the violence on the streets. And, and trying to be more hopeful as far as coronavirus, something else that has this country stunned, you know. The, that's the thing. We're getting double walloped right now. 2020 has been especially tough because we get hit by this pandemic. We locked down for the first time in modern history. And now we all hate each other. So that's, that's – but the RNC was more, it was better put together, I would say, than the DNC. It was more enjoyable. I, I like the diversity. Yeah, and and let me say this too, while I'm while I'm on the air too, it is um so offensive and sad how the left treats the people of color that appeared on the RNC during those four days. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of them genuine people, Alice Johnson. Um, Jack Brewer, Daniel Cameron, the brilliant AG from Kentucky. Look out for that guy. He's going to be, I'm telling you, he, he looks like a Republican Obama almost. Um, <laughs> you know, all these great people, Tim Scott, and, and you got people on the left calling them tokens and calling them illegitimate. How disrespectful and offensive is that? And it's such a double standard because the left gets away with all kind of disrespect and harassment. 
And if the right side do that, you know, we're we're automatically you're automatically you know racist KKK, you know. But they're not racist, and they're calling black people, you know, tokens. That's racist. As a black person, I find that racist. You call me a token, I get offended in a racial way. But I really love that about the RNC as well. Um, it was just more enjoyable. The speeches were more believable. Trump has way more enthusiasm. It's 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 that simple. Biden d- doesn't have any. Biden has zero. <laughs> Biden has zero enthusiasm. Trump has enthusiasm in spades. And like I said, we're going to see when he comes to Wisconsin tomorrow, it's going to be people lining the streets in Kenosha, welcoming him with open arms. Police officers love him. People want normal back. They want somebody to lead them, something their leaders have failed to do. Oh, but yeah, I give the RNC, I gave it a pretty good grade. DNC, all they did was, you know, cry about Trump and hide Biden. I can't wait for the debates either, one. I really can't. I, it's going to be a disaster. You know, it's going to be a disaster. I'm already, uh, I'm already getting the, uh, <laughs> I'm already getting the uh, debate drinking games going here. Uh, I know in 2016, I, we used to do those when I was in college. And now I think it's, it's even more fitting right now that Joe Biden and, and Trump are going to go at it. But yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, the, the, the very different dynamics that, were kind of present uh, in both of the conventions for both respective parties. But, you know, like I said, you know, like I mentioned earlier, right. I think that the fact that, you know, there were some guests allowed at the D at the RNC. Um, I think that added a little bit more momentum to it, you know, whereas the DNC was all virtual online via zoom or, or Skype or whatever it may be that they were using uh, the, <clears throat> the RNC having those guests there, you know, hearing an actual applause and, uh, you know, seeing supporters in, in their seats uh, definitely added a, a different feel to the, the convention overall. So awesome. Well, Wyatt, do you have anything else that you'd like to add to this before we start moving on? All righty. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, quick break here and only return. We're going to dive right into uh, sports and even our sports are going to be mixed with a little bit of, uh, you know, political, uh, social issues uh, here as we return. So we will be, uh, we will be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back to the point of discussion exclusively on the Brawl Network. And here we go with our second half of the show, of course. 
which means that it is time for our political discussion of the evening. Wyatt, go ahead and start us off here. What are we uh, What are we going to be looking at here tonight for uh, for sports? Um, we're going to talk about the uh, boycotts, MLB, NBA. I know there were some. Um, I believe in the NHL. If you guys correct me, um, I think they had. I think they, if I'm not mistaken, I think they canceled a few games uh, one night. Uh, but I, I think yeah, they I practices. I don't know if there were games. Yeah, I don't really follow the NHL that much. <laughs> That's only like the they walked out of a couple. A few teams walked out of practice. Okay, so it was practice. But, yeah, definitely uh, uh, MLB and the NBA, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess um, once the Milwaukee Bucks decided to boycott, um, we had other NBA teams doing it. We had uh, baseball teams doing it as well. And, honestly, the NBA season was might have been canceled. Um, and then I know Michael Jordan was a voice of reason, the only black owner in NBA, and said, you know, use you want to use your NBA you know, the NBA games as a, as your voice, your platform, you know, cause if you just cancel the season now, um, you can't really use that as a voice cause a lot of people are watching that. Um, so the NBA season wasn't canceled. Um, you know, and again, I'm all for boycotting him if it's going to make change, but, um, I, I see like the NBA and some of the NFL play NFL teams, you know, they, they ended a practice or they stopped practice to talk about the social issues and I'm all for that. And they're all for action, and, and, they, and some of them even called their governor. Or they called, you know, people at Washington and said, this is what we want. This is what we need change, and that's what we need. I mean, the boycott only goes so far, but you actually need to implement a plan, and I'm all for that. Um, I not, you know, there's, there's certain things that I'm not for as far as the, the boycott, and, you know, I'm, I'm not too – happy with the saints wearing the Kenosha, the guy who got killed in Kenosha, um, their name on there. Um, and the reason why is because he's had, you know, um, the facts came out about, um, you know, he's got a criminal background. The facts came out why he was there and what he did to, um, his ex-girlfriend, what he did, you know, and he had a restraining order and he went in her, her house and, you know, he's, he's, he's sexually, uh, he he said he, he touched her inappropriately. All this other stuff came out. Um, and so, I mean, I'm all for, again, civil rights movements and you know, things, not civil rights movement, but things as far as getting change in America. I know there needs to be changes. Um, there needs to be police reform. But again, it's a good platform for NBA stars to use their popularity to get change to get um, the government moving this is what we need so I'm all for that type of thing and I think you know it does suck because when I heard NBA's boycotting and then the the uh, MLB was boycotting and then I heard that some NFL prominent players have said that they might boycott or sit out a game you know that kind of sucks as a, as a sports fan because you're like you don't want to see that it's like come on guys let's <laughs> let's get this social reform going let's let's get changed because I don't want to see boycott because I enjoy watching sports well you know I was oh I was at work um last I think it was Wednesday when they decided the boycott um when I heard the news that the Bucks were going to boycott 
a game, right? I, you know, I, I wasn't really, I, it's within their right to do so, ultimately, you know, if, I guess, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm even, I'm even hesitant to say that just because I don't know what the whole, you know, I don't know if there's rules within their contract that allows them to just not want to play like that. I mean, I don't know how that all works, but I mean, it's obviously it's fine right now, but you know, you, you have this, you had this domino effect, right? So once the Bucks decided that they weren't going to play that night, you started hearing, well, oh, well, now other teams aren't going to want to play. Or now other leagues are going to be canceling their games tonight, right? The Seattle Mariners, they have the, they have the most uh, African-American players on any, uh, out of any of the MLB teams, you know. They they canceled their their game for one night. The Brewers here in Milwaukee followed suit, canceled their games. You know, so what what I'm trying to get to is this, right? You know, there's there's such a prominent um, there's such a prominent social movement in in major league sports now, and it travels very quick. Okay, when one team does something. You start to see that domino effect that I was talking about. And what people are upset about, right, is just that, right? Can, you know, should, like, should professional sports teams, you know, be able to just go up one day and just start, you know, protesting about something that they don't, you know, you know what I, you guys know what I'm trying to get to, right? You know, there, there's such a, I don't know what the I don't know what to call it. There's such an anti like anti protesting sentiment I think uh, when it comes to professional sports players, right? Because people I just feel like people get up in arms about oh well you know they shouldn't be allowed to protest this or you know they shouldn't protest that. But I think I don't know you know Julius if you wanna if you wanna help me out here because I'm I'm kind of I'm losing myself it's in my really, own words. It's not really an anti protest sentiment. It's more anti political, mm-hmm. anti politics. Because sports and politics don't mix. They don't mix. Because sports are, is, is, is one of the few things in, in humanity that brings people together, no matter if they on the red side or on the blue side, no matter if they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, no matter if they're young, old, male, female. It brings everybody together for a common positive good mm-hmm. politics is the complete opposite in nature and so when you infuse that into sports you're it feel to me it feels like you're, we're spoiling we're spoiling the one good thing that that we can all agree on and cheer for but you know and and it is very it, it is very you know Pop, it's a popularity thing. Like you were saying, Juan, you know, people, one team does it, you know, another, another team got to do it, you know, just so they don't get outraged and get asked why they didn't do it. That's what it feels like. A lot of it, you question if it's genuine, you know, I'm sure if there's a few players, I know there's a few players like Jonathan Isaac from Orlando Magic One, there's a few players who might not be down for this, they probably get totally ridiculed and attacked by their uh, teammates. 
Um, it's just a lot of anger and they let that Black Lives Matter political stuff spew into it. And I really, I just don't like it. I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, they have the right to do it. If their employer lets them, I think they don't get paid for games. They leave. They don't get the game check for that, but you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they forfeit their game check if they boycott. So they do it knowingly losing a little bit of money, but you know, if that's their right, they can do that. I mean, I don't really care, but I'm I'm telling you, me, not only me, but a lot more people in this country. Like, I don't even want to watch the NBA right now. And it's not because my team is not in the playoffs. I was watching, you know, I, I – not, none, none of your teams are ever going to be in the playoffs. You say that. But <laughs> I love basketball. I love watching the NBA. And uh, – <laughs> You're dick, man. You're dick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a hard time for Detroit sports right now, okay? But it I always love- has been. It always has been. <laughs> but I feel like it's not going to be the same watching the NBA now. Like, I'm going to look like it's it's going to feel different. And I don't know if these leagues or, you know, the NBA in particular, because they're super heavy on it, are they going to have an NFL too? Because, you know, the NFL right around the corner, you never know with those guys, you know, especially the majority black leagues, you know. I mean, it's, it's a, whatever. It's a social justice movement. I mean, but people, are they going to lose fans? Are people going to stop watching? People going to stop going to games when it's all blow over? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, uh, I, I, made, I made a point last week that if, Obviously, like MLB, you know, you have double headers, right? If there's a game that's been canceled or something, you play twice. You play twice in a day, you call it a day, you go home. I've said it already, and I'll say it again. You can't do that in the NFL, okay? It's just way too physically intense to play two games in a single day. That would be ridiculous, okay? So if they start doing protest, you know, if they start boycotting games in the NFL, Right? How is that going to How is that going to change the schedule in the long term? And you know, I'm only I'm only referencing the NFL right now because that's really the only uh, that's really the only sport, right? Football that hasn't quite started yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with football. Um, obviously, with basketball, I mean, let me t- tell you this real quick: if the NBA teams they would not have did that if fans were in the stands. They would not have did it. They would not have walked on that court and then walked off. I guarantee it. That's just my opinion. But I, I don't think they well, would. I think, I think it's easier to do – I mean, obviously, I think it's easier to do things or not do things right when you don't have a crowd watching you or if there is a crowd watching you, right? You know, public – the public eye really – uh, you know, really determines a lot of those things. Um, and I think that would be one of them, right? Would, would those teams have walked off had there been an audience? I don't think so either, honestly. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's just me, right? And, you know, I don't know, why did you want to add anything else uh, to this, this lively conversation? Hmm. No. Um, obviously, there's a lot of issues going on, the pandemic and, of course, the protesting and the violent protesting and 
call for change um, that's been long overdue. Mm -hmm. um, some of it's warranted, some of it's not. I mean, um, you know, when I meant, when I talked about police reform, I'm not talking about getting rid of the police, but, you know, just more training and uh, for the police. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a With lot of, uh, what was that? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. There's, you know, there's, um, there's things like a lot of um, jobs have like big unions. So it's hard to like fire a cop if he's, you know, he's gotten like, maybe he's been a little aggressive on a couple of um, stops and they can't really do anything. So that, that has to be reformed. But um, granted, you know, I'm, I'm all for mm -hmm. the peaceful protesting um, boycotts fine, but as long as you put something into action, you're just, you're not doing, if you're just boycotting and not trying to put anything in action and using your, your celebrity status or your, or whatever to reach out and try to get some change. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, and I, I want, I just, I want to just smoothly transition into something else that happened uh, in the past week in that, um, you know, this, again, it's sports, sports related as well, as long as, you know, along with being also political, of course, in nature, but uh, it's the uh, the Brian Erlacher comments that were made on or the the posts that he shared and and liked on Instagram on social media, um, you know. So uh, Twitter was a whew, Twitter was a living hell <laughs> on Thursday. Um, you know, you got Brian Erlacher sharing uh, some pictures about comparing. I believe it was uh, Brett Favre and him playing after his, I think his dad died and a, you know, the, 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 the Blake shooting here in Kenosha. Okay. Um, I, I, this is really, this is really difficult for me, you know, and I'm sure Julie, I'm sure you feel the same way. This is very. It's a very difficult thing for me as a Bears fan because I love Brian Urlacher. Okay, I think he's a fantastic player. He's a Hall of Famer, you know. But to compare the shooting to someone like you know uh, Brett Favre's dad dying, I don't know. You know, I uh, I thought I thought that was a little maybe just a tad too much, in my opinion. But that that's just me, you know. Um, now, should we should we ultimately cancel Brian Urlacher as a cancel culture Brian Urlacher over that? No, I don't think we should. Okay, because if it was you know if it's a mistake, then it's it's a mistake, right? And he has to own up to it. But based on based on what we know from Brian Urlacher, right? I, I think I don't think that was a mistake. Uh, but regardless, I don't think we should be, as as they say nowadays, getting all up in our feels about about this. Um, I don't know. You know why? I don't know why. What do you think? Um, I think at first when I saw it, I just laughed because it's like you can't really compare the two um, to somebody's father dying, just like you said, and to, you know, 
players boycotting um, a shooting. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I, I love Brian Urlacher, the player. Um, off the field kind of rubbed me the wrong way um, just because the Bears' 100th year anniversary that I went to uh, two summers ago, he ended up not showing because he was sick or something. Um, I don't know why that rubbed me the wrong way, but it, it just let a bad taste in my mouth with him. Um, as far as this, I mean, like a lot of people – look at the player and they're like, I love this guy. He's my favorite, even after he retires. But it's not surprising that somebody's going to have a different viewpoint than you and they're going to disappoint you. So you kind of have to separate the two because there's a lot of things you'll scroll through Twitter. There's a lot of comments that people make that you're like, I don't agree with this. This is stupid. You know, I agree this way. Same thing with Brian Urlacher. There's things that he agrees with that we're not, you're not going to agree with, you know, and, it's not really a shock to me that he's, you know, he doesn't agree with the protesting and, you know, he's had a lot of um, Matt Forte and, and Lance Briggs. He lined up next to Lance Briggs, you know, most of his career, you know, these are brothers to him and they are really upset with it. But it, to me, it's like, honestly, people have different viewpoints. They view things different ways. Um, so it's not really a shock to me. I think it was more like, he probably should have thought about what he was going to say before he put that out there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's probably a better way he could have used it. Like, you know what he said. So I think it was just more like ignorance on his part to just kind of think you're a celebrity, you're a former NFL star, a hall of famer. You just got to think before you put stuff out there. It's opposed to like, if I put something stupid out there, my 435 followers would be like, Oh, this guy's dumb. Unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get, less flack for it than it than uh shameless, shameless plug shameless plug for wyatt give him a follow <laughs> on twitter at d cornelia seven carry on <laughs> no i'm done that's it <laughs> um <laughs> okay julius what do you what are your thoughts on brian Erlacher? uh i thought it was pretty amusing uh watching bear's twitter well half of barrett's twitter just totally disown him like he's just some bum on the street like he's not um, one of the best linebackers in not only Bears history, but NFL history, period. Uh, he's done a lot for the uh, Chicago, uh, North, Northwestern, Northeastern Illinois, um, like the communities there. I know he did. Um, he's not a bad person because he's a Republican. Just like you're not a bad person, Lance Briggs, because you're a Democrat. That's why – you don't bring politics into sports. You don't bring politics into family and friends. And you don't – politics is not supposed to mix with anything but politics. So, you know, I don't understand. This is just another sign that, you know, the liberals have made this a good versus evil. They're good if you're a Republican or if you – disagree with something they agree with you're evil um and to me it just makes them look evil just makes in my eyes it, i just see the reverse i'm like if you're gonna if we're gonna act like this you know you just can't you can, i don't know it's just gonna make people not want to talk you know and it's really sad because this is america land of the free home of the brave supposed to be free speech you know, without without it hurting you, but you know, I guess 
Should we, uh, should we, should we start singing the anthem, Julius? Sure. I mean, <laughs> we need patriotism right now. We really do. And there is a lot of patriotism showing, but we need a mass awakening, bro. We really do. Like, there's a whole section of the country that's, I swear to God, they lost in the sauce. And, and they, they, they don't even know it. They are totally oblivious to it. <laughs> or they done sold, they sold to the devil one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I don't know, guys. This, it's just so, it's so difficult, you know, and, and it's so difficult to have an opinion that differs from someone uh, on the other side because you always have that fear that, you know, you're going to lose a friend or you're going to get the zone by, you know, your family or, you know, whatever else it may be. Oh, hell, you know, you might get killed. I mean, that's that's where we're at, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. It's horrible. It really honestly is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. Obviously, it should not be that way. Uh and I guess I just pose this final question to you, to you two, right, and, and to the, the listeners. What is it going to take to fix, our, fix the state of our country with regards to, uh, you know, social issues like this, right? Um, what, is it, what is it going to take to get, to get our country back? Um, in any in any way, and you know, obviously, we're not you know we don't we're not going to answer that question right now because I mean that's a whole another episode of the show. Yeah. But no, that's something that's something we could definitely uh, ponder here for the next few days and and kind of see where where we're at next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what is it going to take? You know, it's going to be crazy. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take a mass awakening, something the country has not seen in centuries. Um, I don't know. Is it going to take – if Trump doesn't get elected, people, oh, all we got to do is elect Biden. Everything will get better. No, it won't. (laughs) No, it won't. All we got to do is uh, elect Trump. Everything will get better. Not necessarily because he's the president right now, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a – we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place, but we're gonna have we're gonna need a mass awakening where one side of the country that don't agree with the other kind of awakens and floats to the other side a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's a unite, a unite. There's we reunite, you know, back at uh, the same values and the same morals and the same principles and the same wants and the same United States of America patriotism, proud to be American. Greatest country on earth, prosperity. They're going to have to fight poverty because I feel like a part of this is a class war. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as much as a, as a race war, it's about poor people. And when you poor and you live in a ghetto and you live in a hood, it's easy to get sad and mad. You know what I'm saying? So it'll always be different factions in this. It's going to take a mass awakening, guys. That's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, people don't, I know you don't want to, I mean, people don't want, they never condemned the violent protests. The governors never condemned it. You never had these leaders, these Democratic, these Republicans saying condemn, they're not condemning this and saying, no, you're not going to 
tear up our city and it will be met with force. They're letting people do this. So how is it okay for them to root and lie and, and root, break things, uh, destroy people's homes, destroy people's businesses, but it's not okay for police or the military to come in or the National Guard to stop them. So there was nothing. Like, no one condemned it. They just let it go on. And that mm-hmm. never should have happened. And y- you need more people that, you know, NBA players, NFL players. Yes, we need social reform. We need to stop this. But do not go and, you know, destroy businesses, destroy your own city. I mean, that doesn't do anything. So we need more people to step up and condemn it. But we never did. They let it go on. And now it's gotten pretty bad. Well, I think... You're muted, um, Julia. Uh, I just said that the Democrats need to come out and condemn it. You know, you're right about that, Why they, they do. That's That would help. That would help a lot. Well, I think it's gentlemen. too late, Juan. But anyway, yeah, we're done, I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think, you know, I think we can leave that, we can leave the conversation at that because this is going to open up a whole nother, uh, whole nother discussion that I don't think we're going to have time for tonight, guys, but <laughs> all right. Um, can I ask Julius's opinion before we end? Yes, of course you can, my dearest Wyatt, go for it. <laughs> Julius, who do you think is going to be the starter against the Lions week one? <laughs> which Bears player, which quarterback? It honestly don't matter because either way it's going to be a blowout. Uh, uh, it's going to be a blowout loss. Uh, Imagine being that delusional, Wyatt. It's going to be a blowout loss. Y'all going to get blown out. But um, right now I guess it would be Nick Foles. The, uh, the, you know what? When Nagy came out and said, oh, we're not going to name the starter until right before week one. That was a good thing in my in for, for, for non bear fans to know is that because usually that means that there's no clear cut runaway guy and I think that's what y'all need y'all need one of them to play much better than the other one. Hmm. No. Or you think <laughs> you're that out of strategy? No, Nagy just came out today and said that uh, I guess he had a press conference after practice. He said. They're going to announce the starter, the you know, for the week of preparation for the Lions, and there's no way they're going to be able to keep it secret. So, um, I don't think he's waiting till Sunday to announce it. I put my money on Trubisky at this point because he's Nagy's pirate ship. He's going to go down with it. So, you know, if you guys had Mahomes, y'all had like two or three Super Bowls already. But <laughs> if y'all had Deshaun Watson, y'all might even have one. All right, we that's, would. That's, we would. That's what we that's gotta what we go down. You gotta go down with his boy Trubisky one more time. So bring Trubisky as to four field so we can lay that wood on him so y'all can have Nick Foles in week two. Pretty sure, pretty sure the Bears have beat you guys like nonstop for the past few years. We gonna make Mitch Trubisky look so bad in week one. It's gonna end his career. He gonna his career gonna end in Detroit on week in week one. And then he'll be playing for the Lions next year. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find him as a, as a third-string practice squad guy. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. When the trash talk doesn't fit my narrative, we we on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does Lola want to say anything before we end the show? 
No, she's exploring my windowsill, so she's she's not available for comment. I will be getting her. I will be getting her a little cat bear sweater though. Uh, once it's cooler out, yeah. So expect her to make. I expect her to make guest appearances every once in a while in her little her little bear's fleece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this has been another episode of the Point of Discussion. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, here for another episode. Remember to follow the podcast page at Discussion Brawl on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, give us a like on Facebook as The Point of Discussion. Remember, exclusively a part of the Brawl Network. Uh, gentlemen, have a good week. Stay safe. And uh, stay tuned as we are nearing episode number 50 of The Ooh. Point of Discussion. Uh, we'll be hitting a milestone here uh, in the coming days. And uh, I, look, I very much look forward to uh, seeing what episode number 50, cincuenta, uh, as they say in Spanish, uh, brings for us here in, uh, next week. So, Wyatt, Julius, have a good night. Have a good week. Stay safe. And, of course, go Bears. Go Lions. Go Bears. Go God.